Hey guys, how are you? Hope you're having a good night. Welcome back to In the Dark. I am going to do, um, continue some of this, um, talks on Ted Gunderson. And before I begin that part, the first part of my podcast, I had some things I wanted to tell you guys. Um, first of all, I went to the doctors today. This is mind blowing, but I had to share this. So I get in there and he takes an x-ray. It was two days ago. I hurt my, I broke my toe. Okay. I get into the doctor's office and it was really funny because I get back to the office and the nurse is like asking me what happened. And I, I go through the whole thing, you know, about, you know, the ungodly pain, how it was the worst thing I've ever felt in my life. And all of a sudden I prayed, I sat down and I prayed and all of a sudden, like I could literally, I could, I could with almost like my third eye could see like this, this, uh, shadow hand. It was like, it was like a hand, but it was like in shadow kind of that it kind of reached into my foot and like it, like it scooped something out and I could see this in my mind and almost like, you know, physically see it looking at my foot, but like it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't physical. So I was telling her about this and she was my, her, her mind was just blown. She was like, that's wild, you know? And, um, she said, you know, she was a Christian and that she, she believed me, you know? And so the doctor comes in, well, they sent me to x-ray and then the doctor comes in after the x-ray comes in and he's looking at this x-ray and he says, you know, he says, I don't, I don't understand this. He said, um, he asked me if my foot was dislocated. Like if, when, when this happened that my, not my foot, my toe, if it was like, you know, sticking out. And I was like, yeah, it was like, you could tell this was like, you could see like the bone where the bone was, kind of like separated from the toe and you could see, um, you know, it was like completely like sticking over to the side. He's like, okay. He says he's looking at the x-ray and he's like, um, it looks like there was a fracture here and it almost is kind of still fractured. He said he couldn't really understand the x-ray. He couldn't make out how it's possible that what he was looking at was what he was looking at. And I was like, and I told him, I said, all right, well, I'm going to tell you something. I said, you know, I told him the same thing I told the nurse and I told him about prayer. And I said, you know, I sat down, I prayed and all of a sudden it was like, I saw this hand scoop something out and this pain. Then when I stood up and I went to use the walker as I was walking and hopping across, all of a sudden the pain was just like gone. I said, it, it, I mean, you could tell it felt weird. It had like a weird feeling to it. Like, like it had been traumatized, but it wasn't, I mean, you went from, you know, you're talking uh, on a scale of zero to 10 pain, a 10 to down to like a two. Okay. This, it didn't make sense. And so he sat down, he looked at me, he was sitting on the chair and he said, you know, he goes, I'm a Christian. He said, and I believe you. He was like this. He said, I honestly think you might've had like a healing from God with this. And I was like, I really believe I did. So that was pretty neat. It was a really, really cool situation. It was, and I told him, I said, well, he said, I'm sorry you even, you know, had to come in here and he wanted to put my foot in a boot. And I was like, no, I said, it's, it's healing. I said, it's, it's, um, I'm able to move around and do stuff with it. And I said, I feel perfectly fine. And he just said, you know, um, I just said, you know, I really think that, um, I guess maybe I was brought in here for a, a good testimony. And he said, maybe, you know, so it was a pretty cool experience today. So that was, um, that was something I decided to share with you guys. I thought it was really cool because this stuff just, it's amazing to me. It really, 
never ceases to amaze me. Matt's been having this thing yesterday. He called, he told me, he said that, uh, um, he had eight different references and it was blowing his mind. Uh, that John Denver song leaving on a midnight train. It was in the movie Armageddon. And, um, he said he couldn't understand it because every time he turned around, there was some, some kind of reference to this and he couldn't, he said he doesn't know why. And I, and he just couldn't get it. He said there was even a point in the day when something about John Denver himself, John Denver, John Denver is the one who sang this song. He said that something about him had actually come on, um, come on over his phone. Like he saw something that popped up after like seven different references to this song. And it kind of freaked me out because there's been so many things coming up about, you know, the rapture or the, or the gathering up. A lot of people don't like the term rapture because they don't want to hear, or they don't like the fact that the, the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the, the, the term for, you know, the gathering up of people is, and people have just, you know, they've named it, we've named it the rapture. Um, but it, you know, um, I just told him, I said, you know, maybe, maybe God's trying to send you a sign that, you know, he's planning on coming and like leaving on a midnight, you know, midnight train or midnight plane or whatever. I was like, that's kind of wild, you know, that you're, you know, that this song keeps playing over and over in your head or you, you, you were getting like radio references to it. Things were popping up on his phone. This was like all day. He said it was like eight different references to it. He said it, it really, it freaked him out. Cause he was like, what is going on? You know, and then he was listening to something last night on George Norrie. We both love George Norrie. George Norrie's got an incredible show. I mean, it's just amazing. That is such a great show. But I had said something yesterday to you guys about um, JFK, how I thought, or the other day, that um, JFK was such a great president. And I've never liked JFK. i got to be honest with you. I do not like JFK at all because he was a womanizer. And if there is one thing I cannot stand, it's people that cheat on their wives or husbands. I just... I loathe that entirely. I hate it. Um, I know we can get in bad relationships and that makes us want to, you know, I, I mean, I can understand if somebody's planning on leaving somebody, you know, if they're really planning on leaving somebody and starting a new life, it's like, then that's one thing. But if you're like in a relationship and you're making that person believe that you love them and you're with them and everything's great between you and you're sneaking around, you know, sleeping around on somebody, I just, boy, do I have a problem with this. I mean, I am just, I get so, I just lose all respect for people. As soon as I hear that anybody does that, I just come, every ounce of respect I had for them is just out the door. And I've always felt that way about JFK. I was like, you know, yeah, he might've been a decent president, but he, um, you know, as far as a human being, he really was, he was trash, you know? I mean, the stuff he did, like him and Bobby and, you know, it, it just, you know, I mean, how do you trade being a good human being in one, you know, at one end of your life and then being just complete, you know, garbage on the other. And I, I just, I don't understand why people are with somebody if they're going to cheat on them. If you're going to cheat, then don't be in a relationship. It's that simple. You know, don't do to you, don't do to somebody what you don't want done to you. That's the bottom line that comes with anything in life. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, you don't know what people are going through, what kind of day they have, what kind of life they're having, what kind of struggles they're having. And every interaction you have with somebody could mean whether somebody commits suicide, you know, or they just keep passing along those vibes to somebody else who then passes it along to somebody else. And then it goes down the line. So it's so important 
that we learn to treat each other properly and that we treat each other with kindness and, and just, you know, stop falling into all this hatred and anger and war and, you know, hating people for their political views and, you know, hating somebody for their religious views. And, you know, my God, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, we're, we're all the same. We're people and we're all struggling through life. And, you know, we should be lifting each other up and helping each other, not trying to tear each other down. So, but I just, you know, I, I just thought it was odd that, um, he said that he was watching George Norrie last night and this thing came on about JFK that they were talking about how, um, JFK, they think that the mob actually was, was who murdered him, that, um, that Marilyn Monroe was killed by JFK's dad who had mob ties. And then something happened where they got pissed. They got mad. JFK or Bobby got mad, went after the mob who then in turn killed JFK. And then that removed Bobby from being the attorney general and then he was going to run for office and they weren't having it. So they killed him. And I was like that. I mean, that sounds good. And that, that could have been very well have been what happened, but there's a lot of talk about, you know, this whole thing was set up. Like there, there's even the Mandela effect. And I don't, God, I don't even know if you guys know about that stuff either. The Mandela effect is just, it's wild. What's going on with that stuff. It's, it's, um, it was something where they think CERN when they were messing around with CERN, which is that, Hydron, hydro, is it Hydron Collider? Hydron Collider? I can't remember if I'm pronouncing it right, but they, um, Hadron Collider, something like that. They were, um, trying to tap into different realms and they were trying to bring out like these crazy scientists, mad scientists. They look like they're whack jobs are in there messing around with this. It's basically a portal. It's, it's a, it's a gateway to other dimensions is, is what CERN is. And they were in there messing around with it, and they think they altered our reality somehow. And they said that the one thing that they had brought, you know, um, what, what initially had set them off to believe that they had altered our reality was that they remembered that Nelson Mandela had died, and then suddenly he was alive again. And so then they started realizing that things had changed. Like there was all these things that weren't the same. Like, um, you know, say if you're watching Scooby-Doo, how maybe like, you know, Thelma's scarf was different or, and I'm just giving you examples. I mean, I, there, there are just thousands and thousands of cases of things that were, uh, they were just changed. They were either removed things that were said in movies, like lines in movies that were really popular that everybody knew. Like there's half the population that remembers it one way and the other half of the population that remembers it a completely different way. So they believe that they've altered people's realities and only some people remember how it actually really was. And other people have been completely altered where they don't, it erased all memory of it. And this is, this is real. I mean, I've, I've been, I've experienced it with lots of things where Matt would say something to me and, and we would be like, yeah, that's how that was. And then we looked back at a movie and it's, it's gone. It's and it's something that we had said for years and it's gone. It's it's out of the movie, you know, things that, you know, like they were doing um oh God, there's so many different different examples. I should have looked some up, but I I I I'll get into that again and look some examples up. I didn't even mean to talk about this, but so they, you know, they were just messing around with this stuff and um um so they've changed everything with uh, you know, a lot of our, our reality with this whole thing and um, I don't know what I was talking about right now. <laughs> I just completely lost track of train of thought here. I'm like, wait a minute. No, where was I going with this? 
Um, oh gosh, I got to sit and remember this. But anyway, I was talking about like the Nelson, Nelson Mandela, how he had passed away. And then he, you know, now all of a sudden he's alive. And so, um, this, that's what it was. It was with uh, the Kennedys. Um, there were people that remembered the car, like the car, there was only JFK and his wife sitting in the car, but there was supposed to be a third row in this car. And so some people remember the car as having a third row and other people remember it as just having a second row. And I can't remember, I think now when you look at it, I think it only has a second row, but it was supposed to originally have a third row. So the whole reality with CERN had changed the actual assassination of JFK about, you know, the car and how he was supposed to be in this parade and you know, they, the parade, um, the route had gotten changed at the last minute. Lyndon Johnson, they, they thought that he had, you know, a great deal to do with this because of the IRS. And he was trying to take, you know, change the, the IRS and take down, take out the CIA and all that stuff. So I think it goes a lot deeper than the mob. I think this goes a great deal deeper than just the mob. You know, but the, it's an interesting theory. And I know this guy that was on George Norrie was studying all this. And I know he's been doing a lot of studying up on it. But then when they had mentioned Lyndon Johnson, he had said that was just a whole other chapter of its own for a whole other book. And I thought, well, okay, you can't present it like this, you know, and present it like the mob took these people out and then not discuss the whole element of Lyndon Johnson and the connections he had with like the CIA and the government and, you know, the shadow government and that type of stuff. So to me, it's like, you know, it sounds good, but I still believe that there was a lot of ties there with, um, you know, with the shadow government. I, I really believe that. So, but you guys should check into that CERN stuff. Like you would be amazed, like start there. There's a lot of examples. If you type it in online and you get on there and you start typing in all the altered reality examples of CERN, it'll pull up lists of stuff. And it's going to blow your mind that some of the stuff that you can find that you remember, that's completely altered now, and you know it was there. So then, and now they're trying to go back in, they had they had taken a break from it, because something I think had broken down, and they'd given it a break. And then they're they're building another one that's much bigger than the original one, then this one's underground. And um, they're going to start it back up again, or if they haven't already started it back up again. And they said they're trying to, they're basically opening up these wormholes or gateways to see, it's almost like if, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Stargate, um, but Stargate had um, uh, James Spader in it and um, uh, Kurt Russell played in it. And it was like, a, it was, it was, it, that's basically, it kind of is what CERN is all about. And so they're trying to essentially pull through. They're opening up gateways to open up, you know, things for whatever they they just don't even care really what they're letting in. There, there's no they're not going to be able to control this. You know, they're not going to it's almost like how they're playing around with with trying to create black holes. They're in labs trying to create black holes. And black holes like just suck in everything. Like there is, there's no controlling this stuff. You know, I don't know why our scientists believe that they have like ultimate control over every experiment that they start. It's just like, you know, the the coronavirus right now. I mean, I, I believe that was, you know, a, a result of of a lab of an accident in a lab. I mean, they, you know, of course, we believe that 
it was let out for, re, you know, somebody had let it out intentionally, you know, as, as a germ warfare type thing. But it, it's the fact that they created it at all, you guys. Like, why are they even creating this at all? Why is this stuff even being allowed to go on, you know? And it, it just, it doesn't make any sense. But they're they're going to open CERN back up, like I said, if they haven't already. And they're basically maniacally, you know, sitting around with their hands kind of, you know, being rubbed together thinking, I mean, I wonder what we can create here. And I wonder what's going to come through, you know, and, and having no idea what's going to come through, you know, it just, it's just, it's just like, oh my God. And they said that there's a comparison to it for, um, the tower of Babel that, or Jacob's ladder, when, when they were building the, the ladder to heaven and God said that they actually could have reached heaven with what they were doing. They believe that's an actual reference to, that they weren't actually building a ladder, that they were actually building a, a portal, just like CERN is, that that's, that was the reference to Jacob's Ladder, that it actually wasn't a real ladder. It was an actual, um, you know, a gateway or a portal or a like a stargate. So, oh God, just exhausting, isn't it? There's just so much. There's so much information, so much to talk about, so many things. It's, it's just, it's mind-blowing. So anyway, um, I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, I had a cr couple corrections here to make. The song that I was referencing for, for John Denver, I believe it's actually called Leaving on a Jet Plane. I wanted to correct that when I was talking to you and I forgot to. Um, and the other thing, when I had, at the end of the, the, um, podcast here I had mentioned about Tom Horn and he had a dream about Wormwood hitting it was a, a huge meteor that had it's going to it's supposed to hit the earth in 2029 not 2009 I don't know why I was thinking 2009 I think sometimes I forget how old we are and or I am and that it's this year but it's <laughs> but that's what I wanted to let you know that it is actually um his dream, his prophecy was that Wormwood was going to hit the earth in 2029 and that this right before this meteor hits, Jesus comes back, boom, lifts us all up into the sky, the meteor hits and the earth is like almost split into two. It hits so fast and hard and does so much damage that the whole, it's catastrophic. The entire planet is basically, he said, almost every living being on the planet is killed almost. So I wanted to correct that. So you guys knew what I was talking about and referencing in both things. You guys have a great time listening and hope you enjoy. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care. Okay, guys, I am back. Um, I wanted to tell you guys too, I forgot to tell you this in the first segment of this. I have been doing this podcast since February 2nd. I started it. And 
every time I do a podcast, um, what happens is you'll notice as in the course of doing it, that people will gradually trickle in, you know, they start out when you first start doing a podcast it, um, you know, you start out, you have like maybe, you know, eight followers and eight people that look at your stuff. And then it just kind of grows and grows a little bit more. And each, each day you'll get on and there might be one or two more people that watch your podcast. And then as time goes on, it grows and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and, you know, gets to the point where, you know, within an hour, 20 people have watched your podcast instead of like two, you know, and then it gets, you know, 40 people have watched it in an hour or, you know, it just keeps growing and growing, but it's a trickle effect. It kind of like, you know, people, they come in and it's usually not all at one time. It's usually, you know, within the hour, you'll see, you know, one or two, then another few minutes later, you know, a couple more people come in, this and that. And what I've started to notice ever since I started talking about the government and, and just a lot of this stuff that, um, I will put a podcast up and within, I would say within five minutes, the initial first five minutes, I publish the podcast. You'll go from zero to boom 10. And at first it was kind of cool. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. You know, within that amount of time, just boom, 10 people are watching it. But then I started to notice a pattern, how every time I put a podcast up now, it's an immediate boom, 10 people within five minutes. It's not, you know, one or two people, you know, for the first couple minutes and then another like three or four people, it's boom, 10. And I've started to notice that this is something else that's going on. This is like a bot or some kind of a governmental agency or something is, is listening that is just giving it this immediate number 10 and it's 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 instantaneous it's the second you post it you get this number 10 and then the rest of it is all just trickling in of people you know like people over the hour will just start listening and listening and listening and it grows and gets you know to be a larger audience as it goes as the days go so i found that really interesting and i i wanted to kind of keep an eye on it um, it's, it's pretty interesting to me that um, something's out there and it's actually got some kind of a, a generated thing that just takes me right to 10 listeners within seconds of, of you know, I mean, it hasn't even had time to land and it's right at 10 and it's doing this every time. So it's pretty interesting stuff. I just wanted to, to share that observation. So let's get into this. Fourth Amendment. People were to be secure in their homes and personal effects. The new amendment that took place allows illegal search of your property while no one is at home without your consent and no search warrant. So no search warrant or probable cause is needed. Law enforcement officers can secretly enter your home and secretly collect internet video paper files or any other information on you that they deem fit. Um, hang on one second. I just, my computer shutting off there for a second. I wanted to talk to you too about this. Something struck a chord with me when I was, um, researching this. I remember I was, um, when I opened up my business and I couldn't understand why my bank kept pushing and pushing and pushing for me to open up a business account. And I had a personal account and I thought, well, what do they care if it's a business account or a personal account? What does it matter? 
you know, and it, it, it just really was odd to me. And they, they do it all the time. Like anytime you open up a new bank account and if they find out you have a business, man, they really start to hammer your business stuff. Same thing happened with my son. They, they pushed him to open up a savings account. Well, later on, when he did his taxes, he found out that when, when he had opened up the savings account, they did not inform him that the taxes, the IRS stepped in and they took over or they, he had to pay like, it was like, I don't know, like a couple hundred bucks on his savings account in taxes. So that's one thing. The, the business account, there were multiple cases of people that owned businesses like restaurants, you know, small businesses, small business owners that had five, $10,000 in their account. The government came in and because it was a business account, they, they seized all the funds and they kept them and they said that they were auditing them. And if their audit wasn't right on, they kept the funds. And in some cases, the people just never got their money back. They said the government took their money for their business. And even though they produced all of the paperwork, they kept it. They couldn't get their money back. Be careful with the business accounts because our federal government does a lot of shady stuff to people. And one of them has to do with business accounts. The other one has to do with savings accounts that my son had to pay taxes on. That was unreal. So needless to say, he closed down a savings account. Um, another amendment, no one shall be punished without being duly convicted. That was, well, that was written for our constitution. July 21st, 2001, both the House and the Senate voted to extend the Patriot Act. They did this without ever going back in and reading it. Even after the fact, after, you know, they had all this time, they initially hadn't read it, and then all this stuff went down, and they, they actually voted to extend it, and they never even read it, even up until that point. It broadened its scope and made most of the acts permanent. Most of the acts that they extended were made permanent. So it took 262 Republicans... 77 Democrats to outright kill the Bill of Rights. For those familiar with executive orders and those who aren't even, executive orders were designed years and years ago for instructions to departmental heads within the government. It, they were designed for instructions, but presidents have taken advantage of it and signed executive orders against us the citizens, people walking around every day in the streets. There are a number of executive orders in place today. So with the culmination of the Patriot Act and these executive orders, we are now living in a fascist government. We're in Nazi Germany, and we don't even realize it. We don't realize what's truly been done here. We're in Nazi Germany reborn. Think Facebook. YouTube, these channels that are telling us what we're allowed to put on there, what we're not allowed to put on there. You know, I put up, I remember I posted up a YouTube video with, that had my son on it, and I got a notice 
that they had gone into my YouTube and said that, you know, it wasn't appropriate. It was perfectly appropriate and there was no reason to take it down, but I wasn't allowed to have it up there. Same thing with Facebook. I don't know how many people have been kicked off of Facebook because of their political views off of Twitter because of their political views. Why is one political view okay and the other one isn't? You know, who's making these decisions to tell us what we are and are not allowed to feel or think or believe in or express? You know, yet they'll let these crazy people run around the, the, the KKK and the people that are part of those, those organizations. I mean, we had one here last summer where they showed up and they had this hate rally, but they'll allow that. Like, why, why are some things okay and other things aren't? Who's making up these rules? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Executive order number one, I'm sorry, executive order number 10990. Take over all forms of transportation to ultimately control all highways and seaways. That's one. These are permanent executive orders. Another executive order sees all communications, media, telecommunications, internet, radio, and television, computers. Like I said, think Facebook, YouTube. Another executive order. Take over all electric and power and gas, petroleum, fuel, and minerals. Another one. Seize all means of transportation, including personal cars. Take over all local resources and farms. Executive order 11000. Mobilize civilians into, the, into work brigades under government control. What does that sound like to you? Think about what this says. Mobilize civilians into work brigades under government control. Executive Order, one, Executive Order 11001. Take over all health and education welfare. Postmaster General, there's another executive order to direct them to operate National Register of Person so that they will register all of us and their talking IDs. Another executive order, take over airport and aircraft, including commercial planes. Another one is to relocate communities, build new housing, designated to be abandoned, and take over airways, waterways, public storage, storage facilities, and all financial institutions, which, I mean, they've been working on that for, I don't know how long now. They're in the process of doing that now, if they, you know, haven't already done it. Oh, God. Hurricane Katrina. That was a big one. That was a dress rehearsal, I believe. Police with guns drawn went into homes and confiscated guns. And during Katrina, thousands of citizens were instructed to cross the bridge from New Orleans to, I think it was Dretra, Louisiana, where buses would escort them out of the area. But Dretna Chief of Police Arthur Larson 
told his police officers to shoot at the people and force them back over the bridge to New Orleans. First, they took their guns away, and then they shot at them. U.S. troops involved in Katrina violated what they call the Posse Comitatus Act. Not to use military against the civilians, this act was passed many years ago. And I will read what that act states. The Posse Comitatus Act is a United States federal law signed on June 18, 1878 by President Rutherford B. Hayes, which limits the power of the federal government in the use of federal military personnel to enforce domestic policies within the United States. It limits them. The act was passed as an amendment to an Army appropriation bill following the end of a recon. President Bush then, during this time, passed the John Warner Make sure that's John. John Warner National Defense Authorization Act on October 17th, 2006. He slipped in at the last minute this act that destroys the Posse Comitatus Act. The law, this law authorizes military police roundups and detention of protesters, detention of illegal aliens and terrorists and other individuals. In Minnesota or St. Paul, there were about there was a um, incident where there were about two hundred kids. They were all sitting in a park together, just you know, hanging out. Police came in and arrested all of them. They had railroad cars that um, Gunderson had seen. He had actually seen them himself. They had um, in these cars. There were long benches. They were like metal benches with shackles on the ends at the bottom for the feet. There have been reports of guillotines that are being transported across the United States in trucks. The truckers have reported them. Trucks packed with guillotines and hundreds of thousands of coffins are being stored. What is going on, people? If you think this stuff is conspiracy, it's not. And the reason you should know it's not is because you've got people that are coming out that are informants and whistleblowers that are willing to risk their life and their reputation to tell the public. Their families are being threatened. Their houses are being broken into. And in some cases, like the man who created the Grey State movie, his entire family was killed. And they don't believe that he killed himself or his family. Okay, this stuff, there are police officers, FBI agents, CIA agents, truckers, you know, military personnel that are coming out and they're talking about it. They're telling you what's going on. Why? Nobody knows. You know, but it's biblical. I mean, it says right in Revelations. Some of the stuff that's going to be happening, people will be losing their heads. They've got 
tens of thousands of guillotines they're transporting across the United States. Hundreds of thousands of coffins. You know? It's biblical. And then you wonder why the men in black or military personnel dressed in black show up when you report a sighting of a dog man and they tell you to shut your mouth and not say anything or they'll destroy your life. It's biblical. It's all intertwined with each other. This is the battle between good and evil. This is the war. We're right smack in the middle of it. And this is just the beginning of it all. It's getting worse and worse and worse. You know, I truly believe we are living in the end days. I do believe we are going to see the return of the Lord. I know if you, I don't know if you know about Tom Horn, but he was that, he is that prophet that had a dream about the meteor wormwood that's supposed to hit the earth in 2009. He believes that uh, Jesus' return is in 2009 from what his dream said. You know, it, it says in the Bible that no one knows the hour of return. It does not say that we don't know the timing, like the, like the season of it. Like we could, we could be in the season of the return of Jesus and feel it and know it in our hearts that it's going to happen in any moment. But it, it, it only says that we don't know the hour. So I will continue on. I've got probably about another, I would say maybe another half an hour worth of just this section of some of the things I wanted to talk to you about with this, and then I'm going to get into a whole other spectrum of the children that are abducted and being kept in underground bases, um, the whole pedophilia ring, child sacrificing, all that stuff. It It's all there. And like I said, God wanted me to go back to the beginning. And this is where I started. I started with, you know, the music industry and that's, I'm going to lead you there too. Music, music industry, government, right into cryptids. And it's all tied together is what God showed me. Showed me. It's all, this is all Satan. It's all Satan. It's the war. It's all kind of bleeding into one, you know, everything, one another. I mean, you have to, why are they passing these acts, guys? Think of the wording of what I just read to you. Really listen to these executive orders. Why in God's name are these executive orders being secretively passed through or sneakily passed through? Those, that Bush family, they have done so much damage to this country. So much damage. And you see Bush standing with Clinton, standing with Obama. It's crazy. There's no Democrat Republican Party. There might have been a, a, a president or two in there that was a misfit that wasn't part of the club, you know. But I think we need to stop focusing on what party we're voting for here and really start reading between the lines here. This is some really crazy stuff going on. You guys have a fantastic night. I will be back. Um, I'll try to do the other podcast tomorrow or the next day so I can wrap that part of it up because I do want to have Robin on soon 
Um, Matt is coming on, Robin's coming on, and Brett's coming on. I have three people lined up here, but I want to get this, uh, this government stuff, I want to get this out there first, and then I'm going to have them on, and then I'm going to get into the other aspect of all this too. There's a bunch of it. This is, this is a, this is a tunnel that goes, you just can't even imagine how deep this goes. Okay. So hold on to your hats. I shall return. I will talk to you guys in the next day or two. Have a great night. God bless you. Take care. Say your prayers and be safe.